Hey, this is Bob in the Don't Die Podcast, brought to you by Ohana Fest down in Dana Point, and brought to you by Live Nation, bringing you concerts all over the world. It all begins with getting off drugs, people. Let's go out and live life. Get sober, get the right treatment for you, and stop dying. Stop dying, Chuck. That's what people are supposed to do, not die. Oh, so the opposite of die. Well, you know, there's some people are dying just of natural causes, but you're not you're not supposed to be 22 years old and die of fentanyl. That's the whole theme of this show. But I don't think a lot of 22 year olds listen to this show, so I don't know what the fuck we're doing, really. really. No, that, it's it's funny you, you said that. Uh, you say that, and today I did an, uh, did assessments on a 21 year old, and and he said, uh, you know, I'm not worried about fentanyl because I, I you know, I want to live. He goes, it's not like he goes. Most of the people that do fentanyl. They they want to die anyway, so it doesn't matter. And I said, but I but but I read that you you, <laughs> you know how shocking. Wait, do you know how shocking that is to a mother of a twenty or two year twenty one year old to hear that they yeah a lot of the kids they just don't care if they live or die. I've known that for like probably ten years. Like I, you know, it's that not, they it's not new. Like like and it's so foreign to the way that me and Anthony were. Like we wanted to live, we wanted to live high out of our minds. <laughs> yeah, well, he goes, he goes. I go, but but it says here that you were you overdosed in April, and that your buddy used three Narcans on you, and then you took an ambulance ride, and that's what it took to keep you alive. He goes, yeah, that really bummed me out. He goes, I, <laughs> he goes, I, I just didn't think it would do that because I was doing the right amount. And he goes, I was with a guy and he said, that won't kill you. And well, I the took good a hit. News, but, here, and, but on the opposite side, well, I, I do think age plays into it. I think it's obvious that the age, the, the, the teens and young 20s people are dying at an incredible rate. And it is true. They don't care whether they live or die. I don't know why. Too much social media is my guess. But there's two people that I know that were out of control on drugs. I was sure they were going to die. One guy for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, thousand percent was going to die. Mike He's Martin. alive. He's 120 <laughs> days sober, 130 oh. days sober. But he got sober from being in a coma from OD. Oh my God. And the huh. other guy, the other guy, my partner, just, he's just, he's been helping me a lot this last uh, couple months and 13 days. Um, this other guy, he was crazy on, on fentanyl and meth and he was in a coma and almost died. So I think in order to get sober from fentanyl and meth, I think you have to get into a coma. I think, I think that because I, I know the two people I know that I thought were going to die of it. They're both sober today. One's a year and a half sober. One's 120 days, 130 days. And I was for sure that both of them were going to die and they're alive. And both of them were in comas one for uh, like six weeks or two months. And then wow. the other guy, the other, and Mike knows one of the guys. I don't want to say his name because I don't know if he's wants me to or not, but, um, no, it's his I'm story. Just, I'm it's just so happy. Yeah. I'm so happy. But two comas. I know two people that were in my life for a year and a half, for two years, three years using, and I was sure I kept telling them they're going to die. And then they, the one guy's the one that told me about the Fetty Hotel. He's sober now. Ah, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. And, and, uh, and so they're both sober and they both were in comas. So if there's a rehab center, if, if you want to do a new new modality, <laughs> oh no! Medically, you check in. No, I'm serious. You check in. Coma. We put you in a medically induced coma for like six weeks, <laughs> and then see what happens. What? Like it's worth a try. I think two for two, hundred percent success that, rate. hundred percent comas, hundred percent success rate. Yeah, I think you're onto something. Yeah. You know what? Did you talk to them about their comas? My buddy had a massive brain injury. We should have, my friend Paul, he'll be on, I think. I think I should ask him if he'll be on. Yeah, because he, well, part of it was, you know, that because they're on ventilators too. So they know, like, I think you go in and out of it or you can sense or know people are there or something. 
I don't. Yeah, it was weird. I, I wonder like, if it allows you to make new neural pathways because of the information <laughs> you're focusing on when you're in a coma is different. Wait. Yeah, but I just I, I'm buying so it. Awful. I'm, I'm ready to so buy awful. in. I know. I know. <laughs> Two friends that went and visited the one guy, and they asked if I wanted to go, and I was like, "Ah, no, I'll see him when he gets out." No, no, I didn't think he was going to get out. I was just like, "What do I hope he doesn't listen because you wrote him off." I don't like depressing things. When I want to go see somebody, I guess the one guy had COVID really bad, and they were flipping him upside down and oh, stuff. Like, yeah. you're talking, like, in they're, they could, and they're in a coma. What good would it be to go to the hospital? I know. What are you going to say? That's what I want to find out, is what do they hear, if anything? Is there any recall? Is can there any write part songs of their brain? Still, if they're songwriters, can they still write <laughs> I want to, you know, I don't want no, to try it. Touch wood. I know I don't want a crazy, coma. But, I'm living but, in a coma. Was it, was it Rapid Detox, the the Wayman Clinic or whatever that place is called in Orange County? Isn't that the, don't they put you in a, in a coma and flush you out with Narcan or something? Isn't that what the Washington Clinic is? I don't know. I don't know is? anything wow. about is that. It? Just the latest thing or something? No, it, well, it, well no, it's always it, been. It's rapid always been. detox. They put you under, and then they rapid detox you. I think you're unconscious, right? I don't, I don't think they. I don't think it's at a coma level. I don't know yeah, though. But, I so, don't know anybody. Yeah, that's so done it, it didn't work very well. I know a lot of kids that did <laughs> it, and they were back in rehab in two weeks. So I'm saying six week coma. Let's see how it goes. I wonder how what the cost. We'd have to get the cost down in order to make money. So, <laughs> well, maybe we can. Well, I think there's a lot. Well, nobody's going to do it, Mike, unless it makes money. So, if so, you got it's probably really expensive to have somebody in a coma. It's probably a lot of care, don't you think? Well, we oh, could get yeah. like an old service station that's got out, gone out of business and just use like the service base so we could have one tech on hand for like three beds. <laughs> no, but I think and, there's a lot of medical <laughs> stuff. You know, and then you could just buy an old used like ventilator type of thing, you know? And there's plenty of old ones now. There's plenty of used ones they'll never <laughs> yeah. need again. There's a surplus. Are they, are they sanitized though? Sure, or just read the manual and keep them alive. Just read well, the autoclave. Yeah, remember like that? Remember stuff. during COVID when there wasn't enough ventilators? Remember that? I saw yeah, that on be some CNN. extra ones now, like Chuck was saying. <laughs> yeah, there's gotta be, be got to be selling for a dime a dozen about now. So somewhere like, on eBay, <laughs> there's you know, <laughs> you, as soon as I get my life together. Oh, you want you want ventilators cheap? Thing? I can see the ad right now. <laughs> we stack them deep, sell them cheap. <laughs> so <laughs> pandemic been, surplus. Listen to this. I every, all the kids. We always go somewhere every summer. And uh, they keep asking me, where are we going? It's been so chaotic around here. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe we're going to Disney World. And then I was going to do a road trip to my sister's and then Lollapalooza and then Disney World. And then, then I thought, then I found out how many miles it is. And I was like, ah, that's a long ways. So oh. I've been kind of not planning because it's been a chaotic time in my life. So I haven't been planning the, uh, the vacation very well. I figured one time, like two years ago, I hadn't planned it. And I just said, let's go to the Grand Canyon. We went to the Grand Canyon. At last minute, took like five hours to drive there. Those kids were in awe of that fucking place for two days. It's just a hole in the ground. Yeah, it's, it's pretty, just pretty awesome. But it's crazy. Well, it's it, just a hole in the ground. No, I've but never I mean, heard such a simplistic. It's way, it's it's way cheaper than <laughs> Disney World or Lollapalooza. Yeah. I'll tell you that. Yeah, <laughs> we stayed. We stayed in some shitty motel, and and uh, and then there was a farmers market the next did day. Did you go? We did you back. go to the? Did you go to the meteor crater? That's no, that's on I forty. No, we went to Grand Canyon for two days. People hang right off the cliff with their feet and take selfies. Like it was crazy. Stupid. But that was that whole trip cost like five hundred bucks. That was a great one. But I can't pull that off again i can't say oh we're going to the grand canyon because that year they were like grand canyon wow that's a big deal show and them so, the other side so but then the great news <laughs> came elvis going to this art school right that start that starts here in in pomona right by the glass house he starts art school i get i get the email the open house is july 26 i'm like when does school start? And they and then we took two days for me to figure out the website. School starts on August third. August third. What? That's like that's like in three weeks. I know it's over. Summer's over. 
summer's over. But I got to do something. So can't be the Grand Canyon. Maybe Salt and Sea. Salt, is Salt and Sea still rolling? Yeah, no, you don't really want <laughs> yeah. to. You know, if something you close. If something you want to Here's what one. I need. I need something close, cheap, and spectacular. Take what is that? Vegas, Vegas Take- is always ki- good for kids, man. It really is. Six-year-olds go to Vegas? Oh, they love it. Yeah. Pool. Uh, Bellagio. Stay at Caesars. All that stuff, man. They love that stuff. And it's only, you know. Circus. I stayed at Circus Circus for that, for that rock and Rio in America concert. That place is sleazy, man. That right. that's in like a swingers paradise there. That was really something. <laughs> that have you ever been to a circus circus lately? It's not not for, for kids. about thirty years. No, no, it's forty a, years. It's, yeah, so, it's like Jumbo's clown room. Or something. What about? I've never been to uh, to the river. Everybody talks about going to the river. What, what uh, do you do nightmare. down there? What do you, What it's, do you do? It's, it's hot and drunk, and you rent stuff to go play in the river and try not to get run over by fast boats. Yeah, that's it. It's not. What right. about? It, it's another Lake one of those Havasu things that got good? way too crowded. Is that is the river. That is the Lake river. Havasu. Is the river? Yeah, it's it's where it widens. Mm-hmm. What about Tijuana? <laughs> <laughs> I can't go there anymore. Remember when we were kids? Like, I'm just thinking, like you know, four hours, three hours, and we stay for three days. It's, all, it's only six hours to San Francisco. Oh, San Francisco would be good. Hey, Bob, you remember when we were kids? You could just go into Tijuana and just have a great time. Your parents would take you there. They take you down. To yeah, no, I used beach. to go. I, I used know. to go there. I used to have a burrow that was painted like a zebra. Oh my they God. still yeah, do. Yeah. They're, they're they're called zonkies. They're zebra donkeys. Zonkies, yeah. But hey, I, like I just thought of something. You know, in San Francisco, because I, you know, Mike, remember that? I love that hotel, the Twin Peaks on Mission, or on, uh, yeah, I think it's on Mission, or, yeah. or I always say the same hotel, Chuck. I found it like 25 years ago because it was near DH's house. And I didn't want to stay with DH because he, you know, he was a pretty intense guy. I don't think DH ever slept, even when he was sober. I don't the think he Fe- slept. The Phoenix is always good, man. The Phoenix. Phoenix is expensive, though. That Twin Peaks thing, that place, you get a living room, a bedroom, a little kitchenette for like 300 bucks a night. That's a great hotel. And you can walk, you know, you can like, it's not far from the hate. It's not far take, from. Take the trolleys, ride the ride the buses. Yeah, but what ride, I'm thinking tra- now with San Francisco the way it is, can't we just go up there and pitch a tent and just live on the street for free? I don't think can't there's just- room on any of the sidewalks. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think you, you'd have better luck getting a hotel Can room. I Airbnb <laughs> a tent? <laughs> you know, the, but going to Alcatraz was cool. Alcatraz Bug, is Bug cool. didn't like being inside it. There were bad vibes. He kind of flipped once we got inside really? the actual. Yeah, once we got inside the cells themselves. Yeah, it was just like <laughs> wow, it was like, San Francisco. <laughs> Sig's never been to San Francisco. Yeah, that's what know, we'll do. Good you idea, cool? you guys. You, Whose idea you, was that? Who gets the credit for that? Chuck well, was that you or, or Mike? Blame? I don't know. Chuck. Chuck. But but you know the last time we went up, we do a thing where you Uber across the Golden Gate, and then you walk back across the Golden Gate, and then walk up into the Presidio, yeah, I, I, and you I, can catch one of the buses. It, I, I'd be scared; I would jump off. Have they got it's, a net there? <laughs> yeah, they do. They do have nets in about every my about every right hundred now, yards. Every I can't every be yards, near there's a sharp phone. objects, Chuck. I can't be near sharp objects, and I can't I can't walk over the Golden. I Gate I think bridge. it's probably one of the safest places you could. It's a, it's just a crazy cool walk. Alcatraz is cool. You can go down to um, yeah, oh, I man. Think I, there's I so think many good restaurants. Oh, I hate food. No, North Beach is still. Why don't you take them to the Madonna Inn and stay in the clamshell room or something, man? And then go into that's only three hours. That's good. Yeah, yeah. The long block, you know, Santa Barbara. Also, you could take the train to Santa Barbara. We could drive back to Big Sur. That's gonna. We're gonna do a California vacation. That's good. I like that coastline, man. So go. Yeah, go to Hearst Castle. That Madonna Inn, I've stayed there one time years ago with Go to Hearst Castle. Yeah, Every Hearst kid Castle. Has to go to Hearst Castle. Well, Elvis loves it. He's been there like five times. He oh, loves that place. Well, then never mind. But Sydney's never been there. Do they want to go to a weed farm? I can give you directions to my brother in law's place. Humboldt. Humboldt. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's how a bitch in place. How to trim things. That would be appropriate. So, yeah, I'll go up to five. Uh, no, I'll go up to one on one. Oh, hey, even 
I can check Santa Barbara Bowl, see what concert's playing. We could drive up there, see a concert, drive up, stay in a motel, go into San Francisco, stay a couple days, drive down to Big Sur, uh, and then go to Hearst Castle and be home. That's a perfect circle in like six days. That would yeah. be like, yeah, like if I can keep it down to $300 a day, that's $1,800. That, you I know, can Sacramento that. is also kind of cool. How It's a capital. I mean, it's, you know, it's also got an old town now that they fixed up with a yeah, river. It's boat. got the Russian River. It's got a big river. It's just really hot this time of year. That's that's the thing. We're going to do a San Francisco, uh, San, uh, yeah, California vacation. And then maybe I'll just jam sit to Disney World. Disney World has these packages. You can go there for like, for like, I think it's like six hundred fifty nine dollars with airfare. No. Yeah. Do you stay in? Do you stay in one of the hotels? There's shitty ones. There's like hundred thirty nine dollar ones. There's like the the so Disney Rock and Roll. Florida? I see. I just I'm not a big I'm not a Four Seasons guy. You know the trick of the Four Seasons? I found out from the Four Seasons guy. They always remember your name. Mm. So they, mm, they must no. just memorize weird, thousands actually. of people's names. So if you're walking around, they say, hey, Mr. Forrest, good morning, Mr. Forrest. That would make morning, me Mr. extremely uncomfortable. That's, <laughs> that's really unsettling, that. yeah. How do, they, how do they keep track of all the... So you must have only a certain amount of names you need to remember on Facial your recognition. or something. <laughs> <laughs> Facial recognition on the scanners and earbuds and them yeah, going, and that, earbuds that's Mr. Forrest. Like monitoring all that's Mr. Yep. Forrest. That's Mr. Yeah. Kitas. Say hi to Mr. Kitas. <laughs> Mr. Mart. Good morning, Mr. Mart. Oh, <laughs> I only stayed at the Four Seasons, you know, probably two times. One in Las Vegas. Um, oh, did, did I tell that story? Go to so New Orleans, mine, man. A friend of mine who's very, you know, very successful businessman. And so he goes, so we're going to go see a concert or something. And he says, well, just, you know, uh, just stay you know, I'll, he's basically saying, well, I'll pay for your room, right? So I was like, oh, okay. And then he goes up, right? He go, goes up to see uh, and we were going to meet for dinner and then go to this concert, or I don't know if the, okay, yeah, I think it was, the, the concert was the next day. Anyway, so I'm standing there, and they ask me for a credit card. I said, no, no, what, is, I'm, I no, my room is uh, supposed to be with him, and they said, oh, yeah, but we still need a credit card. <laughs> all, I had was a, so I, all I had was a debit card, and it wouldn't go through because they wanted $500. <laughs> 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 and I didn't have $500. Aww. So then, so then, but I didn't have some cash. So then I said, well, let me check my phone and see how much money I have. And so I gave them $200 bills and then they ran $300 of my credit card for incidentals. Aww. That's really yeah. sad. Like even to go, even to like use your phone or whatever is $500 at the Four Seasons or whatever. The fancy hotel. So, so that's my state of mind. I'm still going through what you I'm going through. You know how much through. it costs to I'm go personal. to fly to New Orleans? Like $180. It's like $82. I know. I told you, Mike. It's like cheap right now. Nobody's Nobody wants to travel. There's a recession going on. That's insane. No wonder there's so many, uh, so much trash flying back and forth. <laughs> what do you mean trash? <laughs> what, what does that <laughs> mean? Where did that come I, from? I, I want to investigate this. No what wonder there's that? so much. All trash. you ever see on the on on these things is like people fighting and you know just like it looks like it looks like it's a cheap bus ride or something. <laughs> yeah, I gotta I gotta admit <laughs> Poor when you see those fights, <laughs> I mean I'm not gonna get into it, but when you see those fights, you just think, how does that person have enough money to be on an airplane? I know. Well now, you know now what it's I mean? only eighty two dollars to go round trip <laughs> <laughs> You can go there and get drunk and come back in one day. I'm telling you, it's like two hundred thirty-eight dollars <laughs> to go round trip to Orlando. It's crazy right now. Well, I guess so, everybody planned their summer vacations like me. It's still not planned. And school starts in three weeks. Yeah, huh? Well, maybe that's that's good. I wish I could take time off and go somewhere I can't. Like August 3rd. Isn't it going to be like 110 degrees? It's crazy. Yeah, it's when it's hot. It's hot in August and September. So what does that mean? They must get out in April or something. 
Like uh, it's 180 days of school. Sid, who hates school, uh, always somehow she learned that for kindergarten or something. There's 180 days to the school year, and so she keeps track of how many days left. <laughs> like she counts down. Oh. Like early on, like there's only 111 days left of school. Like she can't stand school. Does anybody wonder about our education system like I do? Of course. Like we have. A whole generation of kids who just scroll TikTok all day long, who don't have jobs and don't want jobs and live with their parents. Then you've got another sub subculture of that that want to die and were on drugs. Then you've got, you know, this like new like fascism in that generation. Also, they're angry and so they want everyone to be miserable or something. So you got like. Does anybody think the education system might have something to do with this or social media or, or is it just that it's just the generation? Cause that what is same, new to this generation? Social media. TikTok. That same kid, that same kid that I was talking about from earlier said, you know, we're not like you guys. We yeah, don't know. We kidding. don't give a fuck. We don't give a fuck. We don't care if it's going to well, surface or if it's going to, I, and I just, thought I thought I didn't give a fuck. I thought Mike Mart didn't give a fuck. Compared no, but we to, were a small population. To this generation, compared to this generation, Mike Mart cares like Mother Teresa cares. I know. Yeah, it's it's right. crazy. The the lack the lack of fucks to give is overwhelming. <laughs> and and the fact that it doesn't matter that that you know they're way inclined, they're gonna leave their stain on the world, not their mark. There's zero ambition, and they're just here for a good time, not a long time, bro. You is that know? what they say? Is that, the <laughs> is that the Huntington Beach motto now? Yeah, dude, I'm here for a good time, not a long time. <laughs> that's, that's great. That's a good one. So let me tell you this. There's another thing that's hyper-focus on, on animals. Like, uh, like 20 uh -huh. people have talked to me about this dog that got uh, I also think it's propaganda. I think um, it's a homeless person like kicked a little dog. Did you hear about this? It's all over the news for weeks. Well, I, I'd hope the he's dog, been. You, the, I hope the guy's been put to sleep for kicking the dog. The dog finally <laughs> died yesterday. I mean, the thing it's been going on, and I really when I when something catches on in media, I wonder who's feeling it. This is or the anti-homeless right? people. It, they're planning. It's like. To, to demonize the homeless, which, you know, now we're going to go the other way. We're going to arrest them all and put them in jail and all this stuff, I'll bet, in the next year or two. I bet you it's going to shift back because they kill, they one homeless person kicked a dog and killed it instead of the suffering and the disenfranchisement of hundreds of thousands of people. Like, and, oh, this dog got killed. There's a, you know what I'm saying? There's all this focus on animals. Like, it's really weird to me. There, there is a hyper-focus, especially on, on dogs in particular. And I get it because dogs are amazing. They're amazing <laughs> companions. They <laughs> I are. Got a I dog. I understand. Dog because, calms down. But, you know that but, I ended up with the dog. You know that. So, every, so they say around here, the old forest, uh, you know, hacienda, that I that that we didn't all pick a dog as a family, right? Yeah. Okay. So, so that was the bulldog that Elijah has now. My son, my oldest son has it. Yeah. So nobody liked the bulldog, Pe Peppa Pig. Nobody liked the bulldog except for Elvis. He really liked the bulldog, but then he didn't get to pick it. And then no one else did oh. knocked Idris and down. It was real clumsy. So so then they were talking about a dog. What kind of dog? We're gonna get a dog, we're gonna get a dog. And then um me and Sid went to a pound and we had all gone to a pound. Me and Elvis had gone to a pound. Me and Sid had gone to a pound. We're looking for a particular dog, you know, like a terrier or something, just be around the house, be you know, whatever. Not a bulldog, not a pit bull, not a German shepherd, whatever. So we found this dog. It was great. It calmed down. We sat in the kennel or the area with it for for like an hour. We calmed down. And so we got it. And it was named Snowball after the Kevin Hart character in the movie Secret Life okay. of Pets. Right. Everyone That's a good, loved great the dog. Character. The dog went to a, a dog trainer. It came home. It was a little wild, but it runs through the hills and whatever. And uh, 
slowly but surely, like nobody likes a dog until Elvis and Sydney came to me and said, you know, Joe, a snowball is your dog, really. We want a dog for us. And I was like, what? No. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is your dog. That's what you so said. Then, the, well, I tried to say that. So then I said, okay, then I don't like the name Snowball, so I'm going to change the name. And Sydney was like, his name's Snowball. And I was like, no, it's not going to be if it's only my dog. And they said, then it was a real, I didn't know what I was going to call it, but there was a real word, you know, like, oh, he's going to mm -hmm. change the name of the dog. What, how can he do that? It was well, a good said, plan to get a second dog. dog. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to call my dog Snowball. I thought that was our family name. Now, yeah. if it's going to be my dog, it's Joe Snow after a cocaine dealer I had. Joe <laughs> <laughs> Snow. <laughs> 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 now they yell out. Joe Snow needs to go to go run. Oh. And I was like, yeah, Joe Snow needs to run. He's fucking, he's a little amped up. You didn't know a Henry heroin or anything? <laughs> no. Her yeah, Joe, Harry. Joe Harry Snow. Yep. Joe Snow, the cocaine dealer. Oh, <laughs> anyway, so now Joe Snow and I, you know, we hang out in the up in the hills. Well, dads always get stuck with the dogs. That's what do my they? Dog do Frisco. They? Frisco was a was a present to my kids in 2010. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Christmas. He showed up on Christmas somehow, amazingly, for all the little all the kids, and I ended up with them. Yeah. So so huh. now the idea that we're getting a dog like that's been a real subject. And, I was, and here's how manipulative I am. I'm wondering if a dog would cover up for summer vacation. Could I blow it up so big that they would forget we didn't go on a vacation? Well, what are they going to do with their dog when you go on vacation? <laughs> because the dog's going to have to be taken care of by someone. It's going to have to go well, somewhere. Have, so are they going to pay a, for that? We have a good border place. It's right, but it's their dog. Old, Can they pay for that? Rock, old guy, that, uh, the guy that works there, he used to go to Fender's Ballroom, Mike. The guy that takes care of our dog it's not our dog i, I think you should not dog. have any vacation whatsoever this summer and then of course you know blame it on the situation but <laughs> i thought you know <laughs> is is disney world have you gone to disney world chuck yes is it fantastic or is it a disappointment or is it overwhelming and too much? You know, just it's just my opinion of it i didn't i didn't think it was that great because I have Disneyland, right? Well, like I know, it, yeah, Disneyland's the best. Disneyland's yeah, the best. It's it's it was hotter than hotter than I ever want it to be. Muggy, but is it, you know. But did you every, go to all four parks? Is there four different parks? No, this was this was uh, oh my god, probably nineteen eighteen nineteen years ago. Well, there's a there's an animal thing like uh, like yeah, Lion we, we Country did, Safari, right? But there's that. Like, I think you should just stop talking about Disney World and just let it go. <laughs> you know the the so coolest Mike, thing about so it. So Mike Mike <laughs> answered my next question. Mike, you ever been to Disney World? <laughs> nope, and I don't think I ever will. You know what? The thing that bummed me out the I most don't is really we, care about it, we waited in a super long line with all these misters. They have water misters everywhere to try and keep you cool and to get on Pirates of the Caribbean. And it was like half the length of our pirates, even when they're running pirates fast. You know, sometimes you go and they're running. Yeah, fast. yeah they're going fast. It, it's still Did twice you go as on fast as that. So apparently there's one ride that's only in Paris and Disney World. It's called Ratatouille. That big that deal. Buy them a rat. You're going to pay thousands of dollars to go to a place that's already here. And, you know, it's not even that much different. Being in a, it's not that big of a deal. It's just a different park in a different state, a, a shitty state. Is there a is there a Lion Country Safari still down in San Diego where you can go and be no. around? No, that went away a long time ago. Was Irvine. That was in Irvine. Oh, Irvine? Yeah, yeah, that's the, that's where five points uh, attacked a car and no, but isn't there a new version of that? Isn't there a new version of that? In, God, I would in, hope not. In San Diego, what people got eaten? I don't know, but I think it went away because of lawsuits. 
So you can just well, drive through the lions and jump you, on You can car. do the San Diego Wild Animal Park and do the tour where you get in the back of the truck and, and you get to go out and get close to things. My mom Let's and dad see. did that a while back and they dug it because like what giraffes come right up to you. Safari. We have giraffes at the, I'm telling you, the Palm Desert Zoo, it's called the Living Desert Zoo, has, you can feed giraffes. I showed you, I sent you guys pictures. You just feed the giraffes. They come right up to you and you feed them. It's the coolest thing ever. Yeah, like I don't trust them. They're dinosaurs. Or two, are they dinosaurs? They look like dinosaurs. And I, so, I like them because they used to be called camel leopards before they were called giraffes, which is a much camel better. Camel leopards? That's like a much that. better description. So, yeah, I got to figure out this Disney World thing. Stop mentioning <laughs> it. So, well, <laughs> yeah, no. <you> know <laughs> my kids are, like, obsessed with uh, Disneyland YouTube tours. Like, there's a million of them. There's all the uh, secrets of Disneyland. Do they even have Disney World. Do they still have the MGM Studios Park attached to it? Because that was the coolest part, I thought. Well, they got Universal Studios is down in Orlando. Oh, see, too. when I was there, it was MGM Studios. It must be nothing but a long So, line Lion of, Country Safari, you know why it closed? Because Irvine kind of closed in around it. Suburbia sort of closed in around, you know, here. And there was so much developing that they changed legislation on having wild animals and to upgrade and everything. They just went out of business. There were no lawsuits. I was wrong. So, but was there another one over at Bush Gardens? I think there was another one when I was a kid out in the valley. Uh, <laughs> then there Bush was an Gardens. alligator farm. There was an alligator farm in Hancock, in uh, right by the U.S., uh, you know, the L.A. County Hospital. There, there was, was an alligator, alligator farm in Buena Park, too, over by Knox. Really? Yeah. What happened to the alligator farms? I don't know. That's a great question. This is the problem with America. No wild animal parks, no 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 uh, alligator farms. Uh, you know well, all that, that shit, dude. That, all that shit. Those animals are not happy being in those places. True. You know? Come on, man. Really, it's, people people should not even keep animals captive. I never even put my fucking dog on a leash. I know the leash thing crazy. is so ridiculous. Would, would you go? Would you go so far as like with Paul Rossler with the idea that if we just stop having cats and dogs reproduce we won't have any in 20 years and that we should be we shouldn't keep any domestic animals keeping pets is is, is um low-grade villainry well i believe that i i don't know how it became like everything has changed so much since when we were kids like when i had a dog i had a golden retriever i took care of it like i combed it uh, my mom and dad didn't tell me what to do. I was fucking eight years old and I took care of the dog. That was yeah, my right, dog. Right. That's we what, have yeah. No that. one. I remember because I was in, I got this dog when I got this dog when I was in third grade and I had it until we moved to San Jose until I was like in seventh grade. So four years that dog slept in my room. I, I didn't want, yeah, I didn't have a leash. I just took it outside. Like what, how did I know how to do that? Like nobody was ruling over me. Nobody was making rules for me. They just said, okay, here's your dog. You know, I, I didn't have a trainer. It was just like, here's your dog. You're, you got a dog. Yeah. As, as a child, I, I did. And I still do. I, I, I but didn't I you take care of it? Didn't you take care of it? We had, we, yeah, I did. I, even the stuff that wasn't fun. We had a great Dane when I was little and I, I was the poop guy. And Great Danes make like moose-sized shits. Oh, yeah, see, I lived, I lived in the desert, and I would just walk it out behind our house and let it poop. I didn't clean it up. I didn't have to. Hey, I just, what are you doing? Want to be on the podcast? What do you got? What do you got? Oh, I, my I, gosh, you got my keys. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Look maybe you should guy. be able to start your car. You know, you know. You want to go to Disneyland? Oh, let's go. He's going to end go. up going. Yeah, he's going. Whoa. Whoa, you gotta put your hands out. Huh? Are you gonna are you gonna climb up that? Okay, okay. You know, Anyways. um I was at a thing on Sunday. I was at an outdoor punk rock show in Huntington Beach and I was talking to Kim from Channel Three and he goes he goes, Man, you guys should be making like two podcasts a week. 
Mike McGran, he goes, he goes, hey, man, I love the podcast. And I go, wait a second. You listen to that? What is it exactly <laughs> yeah. that is listening to it? Somebody told me that we have a cavalier attitude about drugs. I would say that's true. He, he said it's the best rock and roll podcast. Oh, really? Let's talk some rock and roll. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Morgan Wallen, have you heard of this guy? Yeah. He's like the biggest deal in the world. Did you know that? No, I did not. He is playing football stadiums. So I what? So yeah, he's playing SoFi and he's playing like Glendale, Arizona stadiums. So I started listening to him. Mike, you would like it. So all of his songs, well, I would say 70% of his songs are regret songs about he got drunk last night and he did something wrong, right? And so I didn't know much about him and I hadn't listened. He's a really good lyricist, actually. And, but all of them are, you know, that Jack starts talking for you and all these types of songs, like George Jones type songs. And uh, he's a big, uh, there was an alcoholic guy that I knew named Keith. I forget his last name. He was, I was in rehab with him one time. He died of alcoholism, horrible alcoholic guy, Keith. Uh, Anyways, this Morgan Wallen likes that that uh, that guy, and obviously he's he's in the tradition of George Jones, Keith. Um, I forget his name. Can you look it up? There's a country singer. So are who you died. saying that he drinks a lot? He drinks a lot, and he regrets a lot, and then he <laughs> writes songs about it a lot. I'll be there. So here's the thing. Yeah. So so Mike and I wrote many songs about drinking a lot and regretting a lot. And maybe we can make a comeback in the wake of. In the wake Well, I think we could get we could get in his tailwind of songs yeah. about regret from wow, drinking man. type songs. Really, another you, coattail ride? Yeah, you know, probably you guys, one of the greatest songs which Morgan Wallen should cover is "I'll Quit Tomorrow" for fucking sure. Oh yeah, that would be That's, great. But you didn't write that song, Mike, did you? Smog wrote uh, that song, didn't no, he? No, Rock wrote that song, I think. Who who wrote Smog, it? Smog sang it and wrote some of it, but he but Rock wrote that song, I think. Rock wrote "I'll Quit Tomorrow." Wow, uh, I think that's a great wrote, song. Hit, him and Anyways, it, him and Boaz did. And then you know, so what if I did? We got a lot of drinking regret songs. I'm just thinking if we if we got together as like a Simon and Garfunkel type thing and we started accentuating songs about drinking and regret, which we probably have a whole set list of. Yeah. We could get in the tailwind, whatever it's called, we could get on the Morgan Whelan bandwagon. We could get in the draft. We could ride in the we draft. We could get in the draft and ride it on a much lower level, like a Roxy level. <laughs> but it would still be... Because if people are loving songs about Nothing drinking like and regretting, big, you know what I mean, Chuck? Regretting what you did <laughs> yeah. last night, I think. You know, because all you need is a solid twenty-five thirty to be opening for people. All you need is a solid twenty-five thirty minutes. No, you just need the right. one hit, and then you just play that one hit, and then add a bunch of other songs. What I'm saying is, I think I'll quit tomorrow could be a hit right now for Morgan Wallen. <laughs> well, I you, you know don't I, sell it to him. Get the royalties. Yeah, I'll quit tomorrow. It's my very last time. That's a great song. So, anyways, um, but so uh, you know, so he's playing July twenty third at SoFi. I thought it was the Forum because I want to go see him. I thought it was the yeah. Forum. He's playing the fucking football stadium. Yeah. A guy, <laughs> I guarantee you, you know, at least fifty percent of our audience has never heard of him. The guy's playing a football stadium. That's modern music in a nutshell. Do you think it's our do you think our listeners have ever heard of Earthless? Have you ever heard of Earthless? Yeah, isn't isn't uh somebody knows in Earth? Yeah, Mario. Mario's in Mario's backing off, you know. Did you know that? No, I did not. Yeah, he's backing off. Oh, that's great. He's the so, drummer, right? Yeah, yeah Mario say that great. wrong though, it Rocket. sounds like he's backing off. You know. He was in Rocket from the Crypt. <laughs> yeah, slowly did you ever away. see Rocket from slowly the Crypt, walk. Chuck? No. San Diego band. They were great. Yeah. 
anyways, Mario is a, he's he's amazing, and that that band Earthless is amazing. They should be playing. They they tour a lot. They they should be playing big stages. They have songs about drinking and regret. I'm telling they you, just have a lot a of guitar solos. I'm kind of liking a lot of guitar sort of oriented stuff, like. You know, like there's this guy I'm into, uh, Guthrie Govan. That's amazing. That I really did you like. Hear, did you hear that uh, Ozzy uh, had to pull out of that desert trip thing again? Because he was out and in, and then back out again. He's out. I wonder who they'll get to replace it. Didn't they put thinking? Judas Priest in there? Oh, is Judas Priest in? Yeah, I think they're they're doing the ACDC night. Oh what yeah. About, okay. What about the uh, the um, uh, you, know, you know the, the big Judas desert Priest, band Josh Judas, Holmes? Uh, no, it's all Queens? old bands. Queens it's all old story. bands except for Tool. Um, the the um, the the biggest hit Jewish Priest ever had was a cover of Joan Baez. Did you know that? Diamonds and Rust. That was their biggest song. I that saw was their Judas biggest Priest. One? I saw Judas Priest open two days for Led Zeppelin. It was Judas Priest, Hart, or Hart, no, it was Hart, Judas Priest, Led Zeppelin at the Oakland Coliseum. Now, here's the thing. So, when I was a kid, who played Coliseums? Who played football stadiums? Led Zeppelin? Kiss? Um... You know, Rolling Stones, who, Bowie. Rolling Stones, not Bowie. Bowie didn't play the, until Lutz Rolling Dance. Stones, ZZ Top. ZZ Ooh, Top didn't play football stadiums. Did oh, they, yeah, they were did. they that big? Yeah. But who played that? Who played football stadiums? So who were? So every every. But listen though, everybody stadium. who played football stadiums when we were growing up into our forties, everyone on earth knew who they were. Now bands play football stadiums that no one's heard of. It's <laughs> well, we crazy. haven't heard of. <laughs> no, but I mean, most people. If you no. ask anyone on ninety-nine people out of hundred, if you say, and you, you want to know why that is, Bob, are, no, you listen. Know if you ask ninety-nine people, a uh, hundred people, if they know who the Rolling Stones are, they'll say yes. Ninety-nine Bob, out of hundred. If is? you ask if they know who Taylor Swift is, I don't know, fifty percent maybe. She's oh, pretty big. She's, but no, she's ten times bigger than the Rolling Stones. Yeah, but yeah, probably only half the world knows of her. Okay, I'm still so yet to hear her song. I, I I don't know her songs that well. <laughs> I don't know any. Right? Well, you don't want to so, hear what I think about this, right? It's radio. There's no more radio. That's true. Things have splintered into such small factions. That it's really hard to hear. But I mean, it's outside of it's sixty thousand people. The internet is so people. wide. This the internet is so wide and deep, and there's so many more people. We used to listen to the radio, and that's how we got all all of our music from the radio and record stores. That was it. Those two things, Bob. Those two things. Think of how many different things there are now. I'm telling you, Billy Pepper's playing stadiums. Foo Fighters playing stadiums. Taylor Swift's playing stadiums. Morgan Wallen's playing stadiums. Like, it's a lot of people playing stadiums, like football stadiums. It's crazy <laughs> that there's that many people out there going to see that the, many different... The, the kids know the Morgan Wallen, because I had one that was really upset because she found out Morgan Wallen was from, like, Bakersfield or something, and he has this really thick country accent. She said, hey, he's fake, because she is from Oklahoma. Hey, he's fake. Oh, he ain't country. <laughs> Bakersfield, said, well, Bakersfield is as country kinda is. as it gets. <laughs> it is. is from Bakersfield. Merle Haggard's from Bakersfield. <laughs> she was not happy that he was not a Southern gentleman. I'm trying, I'm trying. Keith Whitley was that guy's name that died. I just remembered. Keith Whitley. He was a great singer. Not that great of a songwriter, but a really good singer. I don't think he even wrote songs, but he wrote a few. So I was a huge country fan in the eighties. I, you know, I, I, I went and saw all everybody. I saw Merle Haggard. I saw Jerry Lee Lewis. I saw, I saw George Jones. I saw, I saw Merle Haggard at Magic Mountain, played in that uh, Spinal Tap uh, arena wow. at Magic Mountain. <laughs> I saw, I saw Merle Haggard at Anaheim Stadium. 
We'll all be drinking that free bubble up and eating that rainbow mm -hmm. stew. Eating rainbow yeah. stew in the middle of the <laughs> Some skies are gray. We'll all be drinking that free bubble up and eating that rainbow stew. Merle Haggard was the greatest songwriter ever. Yeah, I got yeah. swinging doors, a jukebox, and a bar stool. That's all I needed for like, Chuck, for 30 years of my life, all I needed was. A bar stool and a jukebox. That's really all I needed. And maybe some cocaine. <laughs> Just a little bit. You know, there there was a time when boarders on off Hollywood Boulevard used to bill you monthly when I was a kid, when I was like 22 oh yeah 19. i remember that yeah you could just charge it and then they would send you a monthly bill and, you'd and they knew like, you were gonna come in and drink so you'd be like oh yeah time to pay your tab it's the end of the month <laughs> yeah yeah you know like i don't i don't i don't like 400 bucks i give them 100 and then carry over 300 and then <laughs> carry over <laughs> like, but you could drink there all the time for free I, I mean it wasn't for free you were charging it but what a great system yeah i'm sure i ended up owing them yeah <laughs> same with I'm the sure. shamrock same with yeah the shamrock. and i and uh whatever that one by pantages i went in there one time when i was 20 years old i went in there who's sitting there icons like the rush mount rushmore of la punk rock it's john and xine jeffrey lee pierce and top jimmy and i'm like 19 years old just sitting at the end of the bar looking at them <laughs> and, and i'm just like yeah yeah I, i'm going to be sitting right next to you people in a matter of months and i did chuck <laughs> and i did Good but for i remember you. walking in there it was like two in the afternoon and like oh my god there's top jimmy oh my god there's jeffrey lee pierce oh my god there's that John bar Maxine. was the best man bob that was a great room. bar and then johnny um uh, Johnny Vargas was the bartender there for years too. Yeah. My friend yeah. that moved to Joshua Tree. So talk about bars, man. There were bars, bars. Are great. What about the one that I think Iris worked at it, where they lit the bar on fire at that off Vine? That was a great bar. <laughs> I don't remember that. They just put lighter fluid in the little runner oh, thing, right, right, right. Yeah. and they and they light it up. Well, and actually, then, it was 150, 151. Um, you know, Bacardi, they would put in there. That's wasn't lighter fluid. They just pour some of the 150. Oh, well, it was something, but I, I right, liked so. it. But just like cause all the great bars in Hollywood. So you could, so let's start at, let's start at, so the Frolic Room was the first one. Then Fireflies Around the Corner. Then there was the Firefly. Uh, then there was the place El Duce work. Like it was kind of a vaudeville show. They weren't naked. It was kind of weird. It was kind of burlesque. Burlesque. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was on Ivar. Then there was another one on. There was another one on Coenga. Now there's a million of them on Coenga, but there used to be just one bar there. I remember. Then you would go to Gower. Was the zero one. And across the street, there was a bar that was open at 6 a.m. I forget the name of that one. But I remember, I remember that bar the Sugar at Shack 6 was on Hollywood Boulevard, man. Yeah, the Sugar, the Sugar Shack Sugar was Shack? on Vine, Hollywood and Vine. But yeah. what about what about a bar that opens at 6 a.m.? How great is that? Do they yeah, have maybe my favorite they, was Borders, though, man. That yeah, Borders like, was just off best. of Hollywood Boulevard, sort of yeah. you know, completely like Borders. And then there was another one on Highland, the Powerhouse. Like you know that, that Bukowski drank in Borders a lot, probably. Oh yeah, so did John Fonte. Yeah. So, and the reason why Bordner's was a big literary one, oh, plus Musso and Frank's, if you got a little bit of cash. Yeah, uh, that's where he ended up. Yeah, but <laughs> but but Red's bookstore was on Las Palmas, where Red was Red was a book dealer, Chuck, who was friends with everyone. I walked in there, Henry Miller was sitting there one day. It was just like, holy fucking, you walk around the bookstore and like... Henry Miller's just sitting in a folding chair talking to the owner of a bookstore, telling <laughs> stories, and you can hear the stories. Yeah. Right? Cool. And I remember, I remember from that, he's they were talking, and Red was giving him shit. You fucking don't know shit. You live in Palace Verdes or something. He goes, I don't live in Palace Verdes, I live in Pacific Palisades. Get it right. <laughs> I remember Henry Miller, Henry Miller correcting Red 
saying he lived in an even richer neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> we don't let your kind in. Except yeah, on we trash don't let day. you fucking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah try right. to put me down. Yeah, I'll tell you. <laughs> and then um, that was like a center. Las Palmas newsstand, Bordner's, Red's bookstore. Um, that's where I saw Iggy. That's where that's where I bumped into Johnny Ramone and he he had seen Thelonious Monster and said, You guys should come on tour with us. And I was like, Oh yeah, oh fuck yeah, oh yeah. And then we ended up opening their shows just in uh, like five shows and around Do you remember LA. the Ramones last show at the, the palace, I think it was, or what when Dee Dee Ramone was in it, or what what no, no, the no, their very Ramone last show. show was like a whole bunch of like luminary. Remember we used to have the um, the Holly Grove Orphanage uh, benefit there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean the the real, you know, I I could live with with Marky Ramone without Tommy in it. But as soon as Dee Dee left, it wasn't the Ramones to me. He wrote all the songs. Yeah, he wrote. All you got to yeah. have the guy who writes the songs on stage, no matter how much you hate him. Look at me and Pete Weiss. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> if pete if pete can hate me so much and put up with me for 35 years why can't johnny and joey put up with Dee? pete doesn't I mean, hate you you know i know that. but i'm i'm saying there was real animosity that you know that's when tom waits when i met well, tom waits bob you're like peeing. a relationship you're like a relationship that you have to you have to stand your ground you know or you will bowl over you will just completely roll over the other person even in a but you were you were thinking other people were catching on so i'm at keith richard's show at the hollywood palladium i'm peeing at a stall that you know they have those big troughs and i look next to me and it's tom waits peeing i did not look down if you're wondering i did not look oh, down there's not a right man in your family you should offer to shake it off for him man. i was i would have anything he wants i would have done so <laughs> Can I so, get that for you? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I pull away and I'm, and I'm waiting for him to get done. He pulls away and I go, Oh my God, Tom waits. Like I'm the biggest fan. And he goes, Oh my God, Bob Forrest. And I was like, Oh wow. Wow. I have arrived. Whatever you're supposed <laughs> to arrive at. I've arrived. <laughs> and so, so I just follow him like a little, like a little, uh, you know, whatever it is, groupie. Like, you know, he goes and washes his hands. I usually don't wash my hands after I pee. Of course, <laughs> but you I did. did. <laughs> of course, you did. Oh, I follow him. And I'm, I'm just, I'm saying, how do you know who I am? And he's like, oh, you know, I'm, Kathleen loves your band. I've seen your band a couple of times. And, uh, he goes, and then we were walking to the backstage, and I knew I realized if I stay close to him, I'm going to sneak in. This might lead to me hanging out with Tom Waits and Keith Richards, right? Mm, like wow, that's where man. Tom. If Tom Waits is at a Keith Richards show, he's going to Keith Richards. He's not. Mm -hmm. He's not. Wa he's walking with purpose to somewhere, and that room has Keith Richards in it. So See, I'm and this sticking is, this to him like glue. This is Bob in a nutshell, right? He doesn't leave Tom Waits alone until Tom Waits sings a duet with him on an album. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so I really, you know, I just follow him. I'm talking to him. We go in the backstage, and and uh, and uh, and he said, "I want to ask you something." And I said, "What?" And he goes, "He goes, I saw you one time in a basement place, and you were, you know, there was a guitar solo, and you know." All of a sudden, the drummer just stopped playing and jumped over his drums and just clocked you on the side of the head, and then jumped back over and started kept started playing the yeah, kept playing drum. Yeah, and I said, uh, "Yeah." And he goes, "Was that planned? Were you, oh, no. Did you guys Heck do no. something like that?" I said, "No, no, no." And he goes, "That's that's what I thought. That you guys, you, you know, you don't you didn't real animosity there between the two of you." And I said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." <laughs> and so then I'm. So he's now knows Thelonious Monster in the in the inside world of Thelonious Monster. By this time, we're right outside Keith Richards' door, uh -oh. and he turns to me and he goes, "Well, uh, good to meet you." And he walked in the door and shut it. <laughs> 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 so I did not get my ultimate thing, but but from that I did get his phone number, and then that's what led to him singing on the Tony's Monster um, right. record. And when Adios. we did the song, he goes, where's the guy that, where's the other guy? So he thinks of Pete, right? Where's the uh -huh. other guy? 
Because yeah. I flew up to where he lives in Santa Rosa or something to do the song. I brought the tape up and he sang on it. He goes, where's the other guy? And I was like, the drum, Pete? And he said, yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought it'd be a hell of a thing you guys fly up there together. <laughs> yeah, getting a bite in my studio. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. So, and then I played that track for the A&R guy at RCA Records. I'm so excited. It turned out great. It's called Audio Sounds, if people don't know. But I'm so excited. I paid for it myself. Pete will say with money I stole from him. But, you know, whatever. Uh, so, probably. Uh, so I paid. I <laughs> by Bob, written by Bob. Bob Kuhn and his dad, right? Yep. And so I go and I play with our A&R guy at RCA Records. And he, I swear to God, just like Artie Fufkin in Spinal Tap, he turns and he goes, beautiful. I just love it. Let me ask you something. That voice, are you trying to imitate Louis Armstrong there? <laughs> I, I didn't tell him. I wanted to surprise him like I got Tom Waits to sing on a following sponsor song. I said, what? And I thought he was kidding at first. And he goes, is that, so that's you singing in another voice? I said, no, that's Tom Waits. And he goes, who's Tom Waits? Oh. And I said, uh... you don't know who Tom Waits is? And he goes, no, I'm not familiar. How would I know him from? Oh my god. And I was oh. like, oh my God, heaven to Murgatroyd. Heaven so, to Murgatroyd. He thought it was me singing in another voice. Like, who would do that? <laughs> <laughs> who would, what kind of, and you wonder how come there's no RCA records anymore. They right. had Elvis Presley, Chuck, and then they had that guy. <laughs> mm. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> that guy who didn't know who Tom Waits was. I'm not familiar. How would I know him from? What would I know him from? And I remember I said, well, he wrote Old 55 that's on the Eagles' greatest hits. He goes, great song. Great song. <laughs> you know, these guys were song guys. I don't know. Right. I'm telling you, I'm not really exaggerating how these people thought about music. Just you needed a single. You needed a hit. You need a hit. We're going to get a hit. Hit, 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 hit. And he, never, and he never even heard in my neighborhood, did he? He never heard he never heard downtown train. Oh yeah. Or swordfish trombone. But Tom Waits. Wrote yeah, but downtown train is a great <clears throat> introduction song to play for people. No, but Tom Waits wrote hit songs. The point is Tom Waits wrote hit songs. They were just mm -hmm. sung by him and his style. So they didn't get over, but they were hits. Downtown train was it for Rod Stewart. Old 55 was it for the Eagles. Um, I believe Marianne Faithful. Dude, in my neighborhood was, Faithful was a huge a, hit. What? In my neighborhood was a big hit. In my mind, it was a big hit. I, I, that song was beautiful. Man. In yeah, but, neighborhood. But, yeah, but but sung by Adele, it would be a hit. Yeah. That's right. what I'm trying to say. I got you. Oh, okay. Well, the whole Blue yeah. Valentine record, it, if other people did it. But that's what makes it great, is it's got his, it's got his feel all over it. Yeah, so so it's just like I don't know. It's just, anyways. I think that me and Mike could have a, a second career if we just exploited our, got drunk. I regret what I did last night. Uh, repertoire that we were so great at in the eighties. We could get on this or Morgan Whelan bandwagon. All this shit up. Dude, my band just played two weeks ago. You can play with us. Until you got in front of all those country people and told them what you really think, then we'd be screwed. Oh, God, I know. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> you know, we haven't talked politics in a long time. That's I, good. I, that is I, good. I'm Let's wrap it up. <laughs> well, it's been nice seeing you guys. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I got to ask what you think. Do you have uh, uh, any feelings about uh, Newsom not blocking None whatsoever. Yeah, no. What a great I, broadcast, I, I, so you guys. I have, <laughs> so I have two rehabs, as you know, Chuck. I'm already on this shit. I have two rehabs. <laughs> I texted both my partners. We should hire her. And the response was not warm. <laughs> She's a drug and alcohol counselor. She was high out of her mind when she did that. She probably has a great message. Right? Right? Hmm. But uh, from what I understand, yeah, she's done a lot of good work on the inside. No, but she's a she's a certified licensed counselor. 
So in the <laughs> article, it says counselor, not therapist. Counselors, there's only one kind of counselor, drug and alcohol counselor. That's the only type there is. Mm. You can be a, oh, you can be an education counselor. I don't think she's educating children at elementary <laughs> schools. <laughs> you know what mm. I mean? She's a drug and alcohol counselor and somebody should hire her. What a fucking message. I know. What better qualifications than failure? She was high out of her mind. She did something awful. She paid for it for 50 or 60 years of her life. And now she's giving back. What a great message. But, you know, as we live in these times of, you know, worrying about Yelp reviews. Um, yeah, exactly. I, you know what I mean? Well, Yelp it, reviews don't it, go it, away, Bob. <laughs> Why did, I'm going to say it one last time. Why would you ever go on Yelp for anything? It's all rigged, people. It's all fucking rigged. Uh -huh. it's, it's rigged like by the restaurant. It's rigged by the rehab. It's rigged. It's fucking rigged. I'm telling you. And it's rigged in the negative. If somebody's disgruntled or wants to get retaliation or wants to get even with somebody, they put up bad reviews on it. Yelp yep. is bullshit. Stop going on Yelp. You know There's how you our can message. find out about a good re a restaurant? Ask a friend. Would I they guess like me? they'd be your friend. If oh my God, look. It's my tow truck. I gotta go. There okay. it is. I gotta go. Gotta go. See you guys, see you guys later. Night. Good to see you guys. Don't miss your tow truck. <laughs> yeah. Good night, Mike. Bye-bye.